emotional self-control is something that is actually attractive in us and something that's expected of us as fathers and men in particular today. And I think, you know, that, that like the emotional self-control can be like a clamp around them, you know? And so Mm -hmm. there's moments where it can be okay to be vulnerable and other times where you do have to keep it together. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See interview recap. My co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the devoted convo I have with Jay Twining in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to this interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. You guys, this is coming out around the Father's Day weekend in the U.S., and so I thought the devoted father episode should be around the same weekend as that. If Father's Day is a different day where you live, then there was a method to this madness, and <laughs> and you should still enjoy it right now because we're talking about it right now. Today is... Well, it's June 15th, if you're listening real time. And I love this. My team put some notes. It's sneak a kiss day. But if you want to, we could talk about World Elder Abuse Awareness Day instead. And it's like, well. <laughs> I kept trying to find something that was like father-like. And the only father-like thing was Elder Abuse Awareness Day. I was like, that's dark as so F. So here's the deal. If you're going to sneak a kiss, make sure you have the consent of the person you're sneaking at a kiss from. Period. Fair, fair. fair. However, we should talk about world elder abuse because it is an international holiday. And also, I don't think we have to actually know how this works. And the truth is, is that depending on where you live in this world, there might not be an actual enough places for your elderly families to be at. If you live in the States, I'm talking to you. There's just not enough places for our our family folks to be at. And it's really, really important that you understand what is happening when they're there and that you are an advocate for them. So please take some time to talk with the elders in your life about what they would like their life to be like and what they would like you to do and make sure there's some communication around that. Brad's been doing a bunch of stuff about like our death shit. And it's important. It's important to have living wills. It's important to talk about this. It's also important if you see a bruise on people, like investigate. Yes, they have thin skin, but yeah, I mean, mean, it's, it's the thing when you think elder abuse awareness, it's, Sometimes it's family mm-hmm. directly, you know, and that could be neglect. That could be actual abuse and maybe like their your in-laws living with you or your family members older and living with you. But it could also be from a facility that they're in. Yeah, there is this, there's a, there was a facility, well, many facilities. Actually, I have friends who work in the industry and there was this one facility that was like drugging these certain elderly patients of a type of illness to basically like make them catatonic so they wouldn't have to deal with them. And that right. is abuse. They don't need to be on that medication. So, and it is so hard once they're in there. So please make sure that if your family, your parents are not yet in that stage, make sure you know what the insurances are going to allow them to do. Make sure you have a conversation and make sure you have this preparedness happening because you don't, it's, that would be the worst thing to discover. I also find it strange. Not that I'm an expert on this, but I just think it's weird how we, as Americans don't 
really take care of our elderly. We just put them in a we put them in a home. Well, I was yeah yeah, but I but I was gonna say we don't respect the elderly. I know culturally. You, I know in Cambodia it's so different. It's so different in Cambodia. Everyone takes care of Grandma it, Ak. Oh, Everybody yeah. in in Cambodian culture, if you're old, you are like revered. You know, and like your, oh, yeah. your community takes care of you. It's not just your family. And also like everyone's a little bit afraid of grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I guess, but. In but a it's, good way, you know. But, well, it's, there's a, there's just a lot of, it's a different perspective, you know, like here it's like we hit, you know, mid, late seventies and then, you know, we're too busy for them or something. It's just weird. You know, well, it's a very also, different lifestyle. You know, also, like, I don't blame the people who've ignored their family members of a certain age who have opposite beliefs of them. So then that's hard. There's that, too. Because, yeah. like, it's hard. It's, it was, I mean, we talked about this in the podcast. It was so hard whenever I'd call my grandfather and he's, like, just waiting to die. And it's like, well, I think I'm going to stop calling you because that's hurting my mental health. So it just, look, I say this as it is so hard. This is not something I want to talk about. But it is important, at least be aware of the elders in your life and make sure that they have care or you know what the plans are for care. Yeah. And then be curious if there are bruises or anything going on. Trust your gut on that and be aware of it. It's World Elder Abuse Day. And if that depresses the fuck out of you like it does me, then sneak a kiss from someone who's okay with you kissing them. All right. On to the next thing that's happening in this world. Um, webinars. June 21st, we're doing a webinar. If you want to know how to convert first-time clients, this is for you. Y'all, this is This is a the, profitable Pilates webinar. It's also the first thing I ever did in coaching teachers around business. It's like literally the reason why I started coaching people in business is because someone was like, how come you have so many clients? How come every person who comes in for a first session becomes a client who buys a big package? And I was like, isn't that my job? And then I realized it's so hard for people. So this is actually how I became a coach. So it's going to be amazing is what I'm saying. It's 13 years of awesomeness that you're going to get for like if you get it early, 25 bucks. If you get it late, 37 bucks. Hello. Amazing. Go to the link in the show notes for that. And then in July, we're going to be in the UK. We're going to be in Leeds and we're going to have a couple spots left on our mullet tour. Yeah. There's only a few left. It's amazing. I know. Very it's excited. So super, if, if you were, fun. if you're on the fence, don't, don't wait. Because mm -mm. there's there's limited seats just because of the space in the in the in the in the studio. studio. Mm -hmm. Yep. So thanks, Claire Sparrow, for hosting us, and we can't wait to be there. Go to opc.me/uk for that. And then in August we're doing our West Coast tour. So hello, California, Oregon, Washington, and then I don't know something on the way home. I'm sure, but go to opc.me/tour to make sure you are you hear about all the cities we stop at. We're getting all the cities nailed down, locked in, and loaded, and we're so. Freaking stoked! Bringing the dogs, yeah, bringing a lot of more stuff. news. Actually, in like a week. Yeah. yeah, technically in real time, we'll probably have the news no, happening in, from this one. This oh. is out. Yeah. Oh, from a week from this. Okay, yeah. cool. Goals. September, <laughs> we'll be in Poland. Signed up at contrologypilatesconference.com. So there's a wonderful host who is bringing in contrology equipment to Poland. She's bringing in a couple of us teachers there. We're doing a lot of amazing workshops, and yes, we're bringing the flashcards. So. Get your thasses there because this this might be my only time in the next couple of years hitting that up. So we'll see you there. And of course, in October, there is still time to join us in Cambodia on our retreat. We have a few spots left. Our house is basically full. So we if you are like, don't use it as an excuse to not come, grab the last spots. We know how many we can have. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss this one. Oh, we have a great group already coming. Oh, and, and seriously. Amazing ladies. 
Yeah, and we got a, a mom and daughter um, oh, yeah, couple coming. Do. And we might have a husband and wife, so that's so fun. And we have besties coming, and I'm pretty sure the husband's not going to do the Pilates on that, so that's an option, too, for y'all mm-hmm. who have a partner who isn't into Pilates. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, They can join us for all the food and the fun and the tours and, yeah. you know, the experience. It's it's a lovely vacation, even if they're not there for the workshops. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. And you know what? I just can't wait. We just got back from Korea, and I already miss the humidity. Like, I miss it. My lips are chapped all the time. I want to get back. I want to get back to Asia. It's also getting drier here right now. It's like really, I noticed it, you know, really strong in the last week. I know. But as soon as we got home, I was like, oh, yeah, it's dry. But then like over a week later, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, but your cactus looks phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. They've all doubled in size. Yeah, it's incredible. The really insane growth and beautiful flowers this year. Yeah, but that's that's actually not what comes next. So no. Loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slaw. No, you can have the amazing food in your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! We first have an audience question. (laughs) We do. This is a long one, so Mm -hmm. bear with me here. This one's from Cassie Bernard, and she says, listening to this episode completes a line in the OPC Go Challenge for me, which was OPC. We did this awesome bingo-style game, and she said, I'm curious about the term Jenny used, nutraceuticals. Is this a compilation list found on the Institute for Functional Medicine? Since menopause hit me like a Mack truck in 2020, I've become my own expert like Jenny, researching so much information, books, resources, podcasts, talked to my doctor, and started hormone replacement therapy about seven months ago. It's amazing how so many of the things that you both mentioned, trouble sleeping, digestion, stress, can find solutions in non-pharmaceutical treatments. I, I too had infertility issues for years in traditional medicine techniques to try and conceive until I learned about, bear with me here, craniosacral therapy. Craniosacral uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love this conversation about exploring beyond. Do you have any podcast interviews about craniosacral therapies? So actually, we actually, after I saw this question, I was in Connecticut and I got a craniosacral session for myself. And... I was just there and they were doing craniosacral. I'm like, hi, hi, I have an audience member who has a question. Can I get a craniosacral massage? And also, would you mind answering this question? So in a moment, our voices are going to go away and our amazing team is going to edit in a audio answer from Alyssa, who is a craniosacral massage therapist out of Connecticut. And we'll have all of her links in the show notes below. I'm so excited for her. Yeah, that's so cool. Before we go to that clip, though, just some definitions for anyone who is listening to that going, I don't know what the fuck any of those words mean. Nutraceuticals is actually food that has, it contains health giving additives 
and having medicinal benefits. So that's nutraceuticals, is food. Craniosacral therapy is a gentle hands-on technique that uses a light touch to examine membranes and movement of the fluids in and around the central nervous system. So around the head and the, the neck. Is that right? That's what happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even the whole body. So CST is so referred to. I'm super excited for Alyssa <laughs> to answer this question in just a moment. I'm so excited for you to have that. I don't know when our team's edited in, so I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, as far as Jenny, I love her and her advice here. You know, as far as non-pharmaceutical options, Brad actually used to be in a company where they experienced not being able to like get FDA approval yeah. on a drug that could have helped people who had herpes sores around their mouth because it was an all natural product. Yeah, and it's kind of fucked up the way that the the government allows you to patent things and to for, you know the formulas in medicines. So the the, the there was a scientist doctor who figured out how he could use plants to solve, to attack the herpes virus. So there's this company that I used to work with where there was a doctor scientist who had figured out some parts of some plants that could actually help humans battle herpes one, two, and three. So like three is shingles, herpes one and two are, you know, what you know. But the, the... Do you know what my, my sex ed teacher said to me? And no. his daughter was in my class. He said, it used to be that herpes one was up here and herpes two was down there but then everyone got creative and now herpes one and two are are happening everywhere <laughs> that's how it was explained to me in high school and my friend who was his daughter was like i'm so embarrassed <laughs> anyways keep going okay okay yeah <laughs> picking it back up so the, what actually happened was they figured out a formula that's all natural and they tried to get it approved by the FDA and they couldn't because there were no chemicals in it that mm -hmm. they could actually, mm -hmm. you know, patent. And so it became this crazy journey to then like insert unneeded chemicals into this all natural product just so they could get a patent on it. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so eventually everything stopped because what the fuck? Yeah. So anyways, Cassie, definitely, you know, continue your journey on figuring out what works for you because when it does come to menopause, like perimenopause does its very personal approach and you do have to try out different things. And if you listen to the last recap, we actually talked about some books for that. And then as far as craniosacral goes, I know you don't live in Connecticut, so Alyssa might not be your person, <laughs> but take a listen to her, reach CST. out to her. There's got to be somebody else. Yeah, it. reach out to her and we'll work on getting some other full episodes on that. But I just didn't want you to, have to wait until we could get someone in to record them because it might be months from now. So here is her amazing advice. What is craniosacral therapy? So craniosacral therapy is a gentle hands-on technique that's used to assess your central nervous system and your body's fascia. Your fascia is a connective tissue that lines every organ, every muscle, every bone, and every neuron in your body. And so sometimes the body's fascia can get tight and wound up and it needs some um, help in relieving some tension. And your central nervous system is made up of your brain and your spinal cord. So we're really using craniosacral therapy to assess what's going on in that central nervous system and also feeling the movements of the bones of the skull, something that isn't really talked about much. Those bones are constantly moving and sometimes when the body's fascia is a little bit tight um, and there's some tension there, it can hinder some movement of those bones and certain symptoms can show up like migraines or headaches or even TMJ. 
So those so are gonna be some conditions that craniosacral therapy is really helpful in relieving. And if you also have a history of trauma, uh, maybe PTSD, um, a past surgery can also create some scar tissue and help in wind up that body's fascia. And so we really see um, that emotions can be stored in the body's fascia as well, and that can cause some issues with the connective tissue and its movement. So craniosacral therapy can be very helpful in those conditions. It's also very helpful in chronic headaches or migraines, also um, TMJ or um, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, anxiety or depression. It can be very helpful for those conditions because we're assessing the body's, um, sometimes when we're assessing, um, there can be a misalignment and relieving some of that tension can help with some of those symptoms. And in terms of perimenopause, it can be very helpful if you're experiencing any mood changes, anxiety, or depression, because we really are working to support the central nervous system and support the um, parasympathetic nervous system specifically, which is our rest and digest center. Many of us don't spend enough time in that part of our nervous system, so supporting it can be very helpful, and stimulating that part of the nervous system can be very helpful as well in relieving some of those mood changes in perimenopause menopause. I really hope this was helpful and answered some of your questions about craniosacral therapy. If you're looking for a craniosacral therapist, a quick Google search of craniosacral therapist near me can be helpful. You're looking for somebody who's certified in craniosacral therapy. They may be a massage therapist, a physical therapist, also naturopathic doctors like me can also perform craniosacral therapy as well. So um, I really hope this was helpful and I definitely recommend getting um, giving craniosacral therapy a try. And we'll be right back. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years, I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you wanna replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T, check it out.
Okay, now let's talk about Jay Twining. As a past game designer who made the decision not to repeat his own father's mistakes, Jay Twining is an example of a father navigating his career and parenting. He now works as a personal brand strategist and is a creator of the Feel Good Fatherhood podcast, and he highlights honest conversations with men about fatherhood. Yeah, it's kind of like the fitness guys we've had. So like just another, I think it's cool that there's some dudes out there going, hey, we actually want to be vulnerable and we want to have deeper conversations. Wouldn't that be cool? I think it's really awesome. I, I totally agree. And also the last, the interview with Jay was like, yeah, we talked about his pod, but actually we talked mostly about his story. I know. You know, and like well, how journey. he came to the decision of you know, what the pod was and then, you know, where he is today and what he's doing now and the struggle that he went through to having achieved his like personal goal and then realizing that the achieving of that goal was actually wrecking his life. And also since we interviewed him, he and his family were able to like sell their house and move to Nashville. And now he is supporting the family. So his wife can go figure out what she wants to do because yeah, they've been able to flip. She's yeah, they've been flipping it. So I think it's just this is like a really Pretty cool. I think it's really cool because like in relationships, like who said it's like 50-50 and then I watched up the view for one second and this <laughs> and this one woman whose whose name is for like escaping me, but she's like it's 90-10. 90% someone, 10% the other, but the point is that it shouldn't be 90% always one person. Like it switches back and forth yeah. and I and I think I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> So anyways, I really enjoyed this conversation. I actually wanted to bring up the part where he said, it's totally fine for you to be alone. What is not okay is for you to feel lonely. And that was from another game developer when he was working. And I just really enjoyed this because I think that like we, it can get confusing about like, should we like how much time we should be spending with people? Like what should we be doing? Like how busy should we be? You know, like some people are like too busy to die. Like everyone's just really busy. Or then they're like, they do nothing. The pendulum swings so far away. And it's important to like acknowledge, like I am alone in this moment, but I am not lonely. And like understanding what your feelings are as you're going, as you're going through it. So I really like that. And then he also said that he, Try to come up with the five questions that help you can build, that can help you build a relationship with anybody. So like, you know, Brad, you've been in sales. I've been in sales. So like you start to, by rejection, learn what like the best things and the easiest things are to get information about what people want. You know, like what people are, what people are motivated by, what people are interested in talking about. Like you get really good at that when you are in a job that's a sub service industry job, like at a restaurant or in a store. And so if you've never had those jobs, you might not have these skill sets, but start to pay attention to what questions light you up when you answer them. Like if someone asks you a question, you can't, you like are like, wow, yeah, no one's ever asked me that before. Write these things down in notes in your phone because he was like, have these top five questions because it allows you to be in a room with anybody and really get into a deep conversation with someone and start to build a relationship because we all need friendships in this world and they're going to come in a variety of places. But like, you know, oftentimes we're like, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. What do you do? How are you doing today? Great. Oh, the weather. Still alive. Let's talk about them cowboys. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Boring, boring, boring. I think I, and the, the reality is it's easy to deflect. You know, with with like superficial top level questions and answers like that. But getting deeper definitely takes practice. You know, it's like you can still like think through it and be prepared. And then when you're in the moment, you're like blank and you forget, you know. So 
in order to, you have to be intentional about the conversation. And what do you mean you have to actually listen? Yeah, but you could be listening and they're doing superficial shit is my point. So like, you know, if you want, you know, having a list of questions is a great idea because it allows you to steer the conversation to a deeper place where you can get to know them. Well, and also if you don't want to talk about work, then make sure your questions to them don't have to do with their work. Because sure. the reciprocity game is that if you ask them about what they do, they are going to Most ask you likely. what you do. Yeah. So if you don't want to do that, you have to talk about like, oh my gosh, what are your like what are your favorite restaurants? Or we just moved here. Like, you know, where where do you go for a date night? Where do you go to like just like l- relax? Where do you go to just like get in touch with nature? Oh my gosh. They might go, Oh, wow, I haven't gotten in touch with nature in ten years. You could have a deep conversation about that. You know, so like it's okay, you know. I like, I, these are just, I thought these were practical tips. I really enjoyed it. What did you love? Yeah. So he said, part of the feel good fatherhood is really being in touch with what's happening on the inside, knowing that you have an emotion and that you know how to handle it. And he, he was really talking a lot about anger and how that's like a built-in response mostly, you know, and, and we don't realize that that's a natural response, but letting that, you know, carry through it's important to feel the feels but also you can't just freak out and fly off the handle but he was also talking about vulnerability and you know where when is it appropriate to share and when is it not appropriate to share and he talked about like the stoic man approach where the heroes you know like like the like think about i guess Clark Kent had Lois Lane And he was probably vulnerable with her, but, you know, from the rest of society's perspective, like he's just the man of steel and he's never vulnerable because he's always taking care of business or any of these superheroes. Did Lois Lane know that he was a superhero? I don't think at first. I don't think so. I think at the, towards, towards the (laughs) middle and the end of their relationship. It's the same with Spider-Man and Mary Jane. I mean, she didn't know at first, but you know, I, but you know, it's so interesting. Like, I feel like this, this is great advice for everybody not just like i love it that i i think it's so important for men to be having this conversation and to like really i think this is really really important but i also think that like everyone listening to this could also go huh i need to like understand these things i need to understand the things about myself i need to understand what's going on inside of my body i know i need to understand how to express my emotions in a way that is not restrictive but also appropriate you know like i I feel like there's a lot of generational like like yeah. the, it's generational too, you know, like, like, you know, your dad is in his seventies. My parents are in their sixties, you know, as, as the generations have gone by, I, I do think that there's a different approach, you know, think about like listening to stories of your dad talk about his parents. It's fucking horrifying. <laughs> Unbelievable to me. Yeah. I would call that abuse. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like. Like listening to him tell stories is just jaw dropping, you know. And, and that would that would to like today that would be considered child abuse. Yeah, but back then I think that was how every child was raised. But also even just the relationship between his dad and mom. Oh, it was like didn't that there was like it, you know it was just no love. Fascinating, yeah. fascinating to listen to how far things have shifted, and, and I think hopefully in a positive way, you I, know. But but even my parents didn't talk about. You know, sex, money, religion, politics. They did not talk about it. It just never, well, you know. I, th- I think a lot of people's relationship with their parents, with their fathers, since this is what this episode about, 
especially at least in your parents' generation, my parents' generation, like my grandmother did work because my, my grandfather, my mom's mom worked because my mom's dad also worked, but he was like blue collar. Like he was in the plants, y'all. He had a uniform, had his name Jake on it, Pompadour. Right. You know, and like had the same job forever. He fucking retired from the same job yeah, he always years. had. Yeah. And my grandmother did have a job. Also, she also she was 16 when she had a baby. Had a baby. So there's that. But my dad's parents, like that's a traditional like American family parent kids of the 50s and 60s. She didn't work. She ran the house. Right. And dad, grandpa went to work every single day and he came home, he drank and he didn't talk to his kids and they only talk when they're hunting. And if you got lost, you got lost and good luck finding a campsite on your way home. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I think like, so that was my dad's representation of parents. Yeah. So for him to actually be a father that like I truly love and so grateful for, it is shocking. <laughs> Well, what, 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 coming back to what Jay was talking about too, and and like you know, yes, your dad I think would be the the ideal like representation of the stoic man. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it just is what it is, oh, and I'm going to totally live with was. it. And he right? ended up that's burning out. He he was on stress leave from his work for two years because oh, of that. I didn't even know. Yeah, but what what Jay's talking about is that you know the stoic man, you know, they just accept what's happening and keep and they just keep on keeping on. Right. Yeah. And but he said that emotional self-control is something that is actually attractive in us and something that's expected of us as fathers and men in particular today. And I think, you know, that that like the emotional self-control can be like a clamp around them, you know. And so Mm -hmm. there's moments where it can be okay to be vulnerable and other times where you do have to keep it together, especially if like there's a catastrophe happening. Someone, you know, like hopefully you can keep your head on. I also think that like, it's so important for everyone to have outlets. Like, I think it's so important, you yeah. know, you were talking with someone in your family about the, the partner needing a hobby, you know? That's- and like, and I think like, it is so important that in partnerships, there is a place for each person to have the ability to release their emotions mm-hmm. in a vulnerable setting that allows it to go on where like maybe in front of the children, it's not appropriate to release those emotions in that moment. You got to figure out what it is, but also like, each person has to have a way of expressing themselves. That's so, and getting to know themselves and what they need. It's, I think this idea that men should just have it all together. It's so weird to me because like women also are expected to have it all together in like certain places. And it's just, I think what's happening is like people are just not being honest with themselves about how they're feeling, what they're feeling. And they don't have people to go to. And you know, you and I have best friends that we're best friends. But we also have best friends that are not this, you and I, because you have to have other people. You cannot be 100% of everything I ever needed in this world. You know, back when there was tribes, like there was a partner, but then there was the women's group who did this and there was this over here. And like, that's important so that each, yeah. each person can like express how they're feeling without putting pressure on the other person to like have it, like hold it all together. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, with the hobbies and stuff, like I think about sports and, you know, playing whatever, just like that kind of a thing is a way to release that energy. But also, honestly, I really would encourage communication with your partner as the way to, to get that information out. And, and Jay was hinting at, not hinting at, he straight up said, you know, it's important for men to understand how to communicate what is going on inside them, to be tuned in to what is happening inside them and to be able to express that meaningfully. Um, and, you know, not in like anger, but 
actually have a discussion about it. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I know that my first relationship, I blame a lot of it exploding due to poor communication, mm-hmm. poor communication when we're dating, poor communication when we were, you know, moving, poor communication when we were together. And, you know, unfortunately it's, it takes two to tango. So it was, you know, both of us not, not really figuring that out. And when that was like my ultimate decision at the end was like, how come this all blew up was the expectations weren't met. Well, why weren't the expectations weren't met is because they weren't communicated very well. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, with, when it comes to this stuff, especially the stoic man, it creates, you know, a ticking time bomb of a person, you know, that eventually is something's going to snap, you know? So mm-hmm. that communication is key. I love it. All right. It goes back to those five fucking questions. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hopefully you can... And other things. <laughs> I mean, if you're still asking five questions of your partner, then... <laughs> uh, I mean, it's so hard. You guys, this is this is why there are therapists in this world, and there are groups, and, and it's not easy to be an, an adult in a new city. It's not easy to... You know, like, it's so funny to me. My grandparents, my mom's parents, were married for, I guess, 58 years. Wow. 58 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's how my, I think that's how my mom was when my grandma passed. Oh, your, your mom's. My mom's. Yeah. Parents. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Cause I got married at 16 and 17 18. or something. And what is there? But how we asked them, how did you stay married? And they said, we don't count the first nine years. Yeah. And it's cause they tried to divorce each other and it didn't work out. <laughs> right. Cause it costs money. So at any rate, I like, what's so crazy is like back in the day, like you just didn't get divorced. You just like sucked it up. Right. Just kept it in and you just kept going. Talk about the stoic man. And like talk about (laughs) stoic everything. And it's so interesting because like I was just reading the Be It Instagram and like some people were sharing the shame they had at divorcing at 30 from the episode we had with Renee Bauer. And it's so funny to me because I'm like, how cool to be, how cool is it we get to live in a world where we go, ooh, this person? No. This person does not bring out the best in me. I do not bring out the best in them. I mean, I'll tell you what, what the one my, when my ex and I, when it was all going downhill, in my mind, I kept tell, asking the question, like, why did I ever get married in the first place? Which was shocking to me because I always wanted to be married. And I didn't think that divorce was an option because in my family, you don't get divorced. So I was like, I guess this is life now. And I will figure it out. I don't fucking know, but it, but I was literally resigned to that. And I was like, all right, I guess this is going to be what it's going to be. And I'm really happy that my ex, the one who was like, I'm not okay with that. We're done (laughs) because if it had been my decision, we would probably have suffered. Yeah. And so like, thank, I mean, like, thank God for that, for her, but also like that those experiences like help us all, like if you can actually learn from the experiences that you didn't enjoy in your past, I think they all come down to listening to other people and communicating your needs. Anyways, we have beat action items. We do. All right. So finally, let's talk about those beat action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your combo with Jay Twining? All right. He said he's he had three questions that that were the three core steps. He said, success leaves clues. Mm. And the first step is research, right? So whatever whatever it is that you're going after, 
with your career or your goals or your life or whatever. He said you need to research it. And then the second is you need to practice it. And then the third is that you have to evaluate whether or not you still like it. So let's dig into each of those. So Core, he talked about research. We did a bunch of research and he was reading a lot of books, blogs. He talked about his old mentor. And then he said, if you know, or, or someone who is a mentor of his said, if you want to be an investor, then you have to do what investors do. You have to read the financial reports every day. So if your goal is to be a blogger or a podcaster or a Pilates teacher or a mom, or I don't know, whatever it is, then you got to dive in. So you got to actually learn about that thing. Right. He said, for example, Warren Buffett reads the investor. He reads the financial reports every single day. So if you want to do the thing, do the work every single day. That is definitely being it until you see it. Yeah. Yeah. So the other two are apply and practice, which this is like the, I'm in. Um, I'm in. So apply and practice. So like, for example, you if you want to invest, you got to like apply what you're learning and do that. And then you have to evaluate it. So you actually have to like look back and go, how did that feel? Do I like it? What worked? What didn't work? And then ask yourself if you want to keep trying it. So if you don't, if investing doesn't like light your fire. Oh, it's not necessarily about investing. It's It's whatever your goal is. Whatever your goals. So for example, you might, I use jeans a lot because everybody buys jeans. You might think that you want high-waisted skinny jeans and you are like, yep, this is what I want. But you got to go research like, okay, where are the high-waisted skinny jeans at? Where can I buy these? What is the price point that I'm willing to do? Then you have to go and try them on. And then you actually have to evaluate, do I like how these feel on my body? Do I like this? I know Jay is probably like, this is nothing to do with fatherhood. I know, but, I'm, I'm, <laughs> but, but this is like a way to picture yourself like taking the research, applying and I'm practicing it. And you just like go, okay, how does this feel? How does this make me feel? Do I like how I feel? And then you can make your changes. You can actually return shit that you don't like. And then you can go off and do another thing. Maybe in the meantime, someone was like, hey, I think these would look good on you. And you go, whoa, I think I like this. But then you still have to apply, practice, and evaluate. So um, yeah, another good example is that my sister went to school for biology and wanted to become a a PA, a physician's assistant. And she's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm in on this. And she went to, to undergrad and, you know, she made, she had a lot of fun playing soccer there as well. And she went and did this, this biology degree in undergrad. And in order to become a PA, you have to have, you know, a couple thousand hours of experience working in a hospital before they even let you in the program. So she was like, all right. So she went and started working in the ER at a hospital near where we grew up and hated it. Absolutely hated it. And had the willingness to say, this is not for me. I need to figure something else out. And then, you know, ended up finding a love of project management when she went to work for another company in the field of soccer. And now and that's... She, now she's doing that. With now us. she's doing that and she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love this. I thought these beta actions are really easy to apply no matter, no matter who you are in this world, father or not. Yeah. So I thank you, Jay, for being an incredible human. And I love what you're doing. And if you have fathers in your life, go send them to the 
Feel Good Fatherhood. I'm Lisa Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening to this and asking your questions. If you are getting the Be It Pod emails every single Thursday, there's an easy way to submit the questions you want us to answer on that. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website, and finally, to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!